Hello and welcome to On the Horizon podcast coming at you from Dean Studios. We are an extension of Horizon Church, a relationally driven, socially conscious, Jesus-centered church located in the heart of Towson, Maryland. I'm your host, Ryan Casey, and today we're going to be doing a fireside chat about fitness with our guest, Meredith Walter. Thanks for joining me, Meredith. Yeah, of course. Let's start by hearing a little bit about you. Uh, Where are you from? So I am from, reluctant to say in this area, but I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania originally. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And so you went to high school out there and then you came out. What brought you to, you went to Towson? Huh? I University? did. I went to Towson University all four years. What brought you to Towson school. from Pittsburgh? Well, a little backstory. <laughs> so I definitely was ready to kind of get away from my hometown a little bit as much as I love Pittsburgh. Right. Um, and... At the time, I was looking to go into theater performance and singing. Awesome. Yeah. So I was trying to look for places that would accept me as a business major, but also do performance on the side. Oh, wow. Um, and a lot of colleges I found in the Pittsburgh area were very competitive. And also, mm. um, you couldn't be a non-major and still like perform and do a bunch of classes in that area. That so, makes sense. And I also wanted to be near a big city and have a school that had sports programs. Uh. So <laughs> Towson just kind of fit the picture for everything for Absolutely. me. So it was a good choice. That's awesome. That's so cool that it brought you down here. And that yeah. you got connected to Horizon while you were in college, right? I did. I was an RA on campus, and one of my residents actually introduced me to Horizon. Oh, I've just awesome. been here ever since. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. So you studied business, and you got performance singing like it was a double major or a major minor it wasn't so i studied business administration but i just did like the performance stuff on the side gotcha. i didn't really it was just extra credits so <laughs> where did the business major take you what do you do for a living now so i work for stanley black and decker as a web analyst in their marketing department awesome. um super fun stuff and i work with tools all day which is interesting <laughs> <laughs> now and you're not super handy yourself right or I'm are you <laughs> not though my dad owns a hardware store your, your dad is very handy I so <laughs> i um i've learned a lot and i've grew up in that that's territory. awesome <laughs> yeah i mean you're starting to apply it I, meredith recently bought a house and i see her doing home projects on I facebook am. all the time <laughs> i am although i i can't say that i don't call my dad up every time and say what do i do now <laughs> right right oh hey that's still pretty impressive yeah you're i'm sure you're more handy than i am but yeah <laughs> So on top of all the work that you do for Black & Decker, I know, I know that you also have quite the side hustle going on in the like fitness classes. What kind of classes do you teach? So right now I teach at a bar studio and I teach a couple varieties of bar classes that people probably don't realize exist. Mm. Um, so you have your regular bar class, which is low impact, focuses on alignment and stretching your muscles, lengthening them. Explain then, what a bar class is because I don't sure. think everybody knows. Okay. Sure, sure. So <laughs> a bar is a combination of Pilates and a little bit of ballet. It focuses a lot on abdominals. Right. So you're not going to walk into a bar class and it look like a ballet class but right. we do use like the ballet bar for so that's what the bar exercises. refers to is like the ballet bar that they you see people warming up on and exactly ballet yeah. movies whatever that means <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay um, so yeah so they do a lot of stretching and sorry keep going yeah stretching lengthening the muscles small movements it's low impact a lot of people i mean most people don't sweat in the class so that's why a lot of people like it is yeah it's still a good workout but you're not pouring sweat and afterwards you go right to something afterwards exactly yeah. yeah 
Um, but then I also teach a version where it's kind of like the opposite of, of that. So it's still a bar class. It still uses those like core lengthening type of movements, but it's a high intensity interval class. You'll hear hit in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a 45 minute class, cardio based, um, lots of movements. And that one, a lot of people sweat in. <laughs> so gotcha. different, different variety. I want to dive more into what the classes are like and stuff like that. But first, like, where did your passion for like this fitness, like active lifestyle kind of start? Yeah, that's interesting. So my whole life I was involved in like sports and I was very active. I delivered papers whenever, like (laughs) newspapers whenever I was younger. And I constantly would just like run around delivering papers. And that was like my activity. And I was in sports. What sports did you play? I played volleyball for um, a little bit of middle school and two years into high school. Okay. Um, I played softball pretty much for as long as I can remember. Um, Recreation, nothing crazy, Um, but it was still fun. And then, I mean, I dabbled in like pretty much everything else, like gymnastics, soccer, you name it. I kind of tried it. Were you going to classes and stuff in high school or was you mostly just team sports and things like that? And then college kind of awakened some of that. So it was mostly sports, but this is (laughs) is such a weird story. Yes, we love weird. Yeah, and it's weird (laughs) to like be in the place you are now and look back. So... I, if anybody can remember, on, I think it was Comcast and On Demand was first a thing. There was this thing called Exercise TV. Okay. (laughs) Which was basically group fitness classes on demand. Really? And I, I don't even know how I started. I think it was whenever I was like off season for my sports. I wanted a way to still stay in shape and I didn't have a gym membership. So I would just go on my TV and stream those classes and it would be like, I, I was just obsessed with doing them. And it was like, anytime my friends would come over, I'd be like, you want to do this workout video? (laughs) And like, I I mean, I never would have claimed myself as like a fitness guru, but looking back now, I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. That that kind of crept in so early. Yeah, definitely. So what did it look like? So you come to Towson and, you're semi busy with a major and then also going after music performance. Yeah. What role did like fitness play in your life while you were in college? So I realized whenever I was in high school that becoming a professional sports player was not <laughs> in my cards. Um, I definitely was too short for that. <laughs> I, I can relate. I can yeah. Relate. <laughs> Figured you would. Um, so I still wanted a way to stay active. Yeah. And within, I think it was like my first week in college, I took a group exercise class and it was a Les Mills body pump class. Huh. And it was challenging enough for me to be like okay this is weird I can't do this I need mm. to go back and continue to do it wow. um and that's cool that that's your personality like I can't do it so I need to keep trying oh yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah I mean ever since then I was just hooked on it and I continued mm. taking the group fitness classes that's so like they offered them kind of like every semester you take a different group fitness class um I pretty much went to the body pump every week wow. I was very on point with that um but i did try out a couple other ones but i loved like the strength based yeah classes that's awesome so, yeah. that's awesome so you're doing that did you start teaching some classes when you were in college i did I so you did. i took body pumps so much <laughs> that um the instructor came up to me one day and was like hey you know you're really good at this would you ever think about teaching and I mean, I was honored that she came up and asked me, but it like had never crossed my mind in that point. Right. And but at that time, I was like, you know, like I'm a broke college student. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if I'm going to do this, I may as well get paid for it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, like a week after that, 
I was auditioning for to to be an instructor wow. and they passed me but it was pending that I passed like a group exercise certification. Okay. Um so that whole process came in where I ordered this like thousand page book uh-huh. of anything between kinesiology to biomechanics like all this stuff I had never totally outside of. of your major yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and pretty much self-taught myself that book and went in took the exam passed and I was on wow. Towson University's campus recs um, schedule the semester wow. after did you take the exam on Towson campus or I did yeah okay because I, I actually got I was a certified personal trainer for like a season of my life and oh, so yeah. like I had to go down to like downtown to like they had this big fitness conference thing that I was kind of like had to go through and then take the test at the end of it kind of thing. Oh, cool. Uh, but I was also studying books and things like that that were not in my wheelhouse. It's like, I just yeah. like to work out. How did yeah. I end up here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of that stuff, like, definitely is super hard to teach yourself. Right. Especially when you're not science-focused. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I had the benefit of, as I was working at a gym at the time. This is before I was, like, working for Horizon. I was basically a free unpaid pastor at the time. <laughs> I was kind of doing some of the work, but I, I was also personal training in the mornings and evenings. But like I was actually, I started just, I was opening a gym and working at the gym as a facility manager. Mm-hmm. And all the people there like really wanted me to get like my like certification. And they were all like top notch athletes. Like the one girl was like super hardcore Ironman like competitor. <laughs> the other guy was like, like had training videos out there because he's one of the world's like best like cyclist type oh, wow. stuff for in Ironman. The other guy had like just missed the Olympics as a swimmer. And then the it's like and then there's me <laughs> I'm like hi I'm Joe Schmo with like no qualifications I'm like yeah. your very basic trainer here yeah. like yeah if you want a world-class trainer there's other people to t- <laughs> here to talk to but yeah but it was it was a fun season like I, I I found for me like you get to work out as you teach the class right so I used to and that's definitely one downfall of teaching mm. bar classes is, and but it's definitely has pulled me in a direction of instructing that I never would have gotten mm. if I wouldn't have started teaching it but it's a lot more instruction based yeah. and demoing a little bit and then a lot more hands-on so I mm. go and fix people's form to of make course, sure they're in proper form yeah yeah so it's a lot more of that so unfortunately I don't get my workout in whenever I teach bar so it makes uh, your time at the gym a little longer <laughs> yeah yeah but, but I get yeah. I get my other workout in in other formats which is nice that's what I ran into is I would help like four or five people work out a day and I had mentally worked out five times. Yeah. And I just, I, I had never worked out less than when I was a personal trainer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was just like, I, I was just like, I just, my gym, my workout at the end of it is like, I feel like I've done triceps 18 times today. Like yeah. how can I just do it again? Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, that definitely was like a, a growing point for hmm. me though. Like I got to a point where I was teaching like 12 classes a week on top of my full-time job. And after Goodness, like 12 almost classes a year. A week. Yeah. Almost a year of doing that, I had to step back and be like, you know what? I got into this because I liked working out originally, Uh and I've completely lost sight of that. Mm. I was starting to become a a, not a bad instructor, but I I could notice that my heart wasn't in it as much, and it kind of like went to this mindset of like, oh man, I have to teach tonight. I have to do this. Mm. I have to drive there. And instead of like that opportunity opportunity mindset of like, oh man, I get to teach this morning, and so I had to take a step back and be like, I need to cut out some things and focus more on one or two things to really actually make an impact on my clients who are coming to my class good for you for doing that that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i'm sure i mean i'm sure that's a hard decision to make too because there's a lot of people who really love your classes so they're like whenever you it's an honor to feel in demand yeah oh my gosh it was so hard i i had consistent clients who came to me at la fitness on saturday mornings and i was heartbroken on the last Saturday that I taught there because they brought me flowers oh, and they're goodness. like, and I so see them every so once on, they're like, no one's as good as you. Oh, that's and so sweet. It's definitely hard, but 
I mean, I had to do it. Yeah. Just. Well, I mean, I mean, this is part of like caring for your body, right? It's like you have to care for yourself first if you're ever going to be able to care for other people, kind of thing. Exactly. So that's huge. So you mostly teach the bar classes now, but you also, what what other classes did you teach? You taught body pump. What else have you taught over the so years? So I have taught Pound, which is a cardio-based class off of drumming. So okay. we use lightly weight, weighted drumsticks. Um, wow. Do choreographed drumming Bryce, this, this is right dancing. up your alley, man. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm referring to Bryce Dean, our sound guy here. <laughs> he gets um, to work out when he drums. I've watched it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's an amazing workout. I mean, there's yeah. studies shown how the, the rhythmic beating of a drum huh. actually – you know interacts with your brain a certain way wow. and actually helps you to get mentally into the workout more which pushes you further wow and, um it's just a stress reliever too yeah um so it's a great workout you've used that to serve a little bit too tell me about that i have so um i teach pound to locus local homeless shelters in the mm. area for the kids there that's incredible and it's probably my highlight of my week every mm. time i do it that's awesome and I, I don't see the same reaction whenever I taught it, like on a weekly basis, just to the general public. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, like you said, I'm serving more whenever um, mm. I'm teaching at those homeless shelters. Yeah. So it's just nice to, to use my passion to kind of yeah. glorify God in that way. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And like to combine a passion of yours, fitness, with something that like people can really need. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah. So, okay, so you've taught pound, you've taught body pump, you've taught these bar classes. Yeah, so I also have just general group fitness classes. I've taught, like, cardio kickboxing in the past. Wow. I've taught certain area groups. So, like, one of my <laughs> most loved classes in college was butts and guts. <laughs> <laughs> All of the girls loved it. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've also taught, uh, like, running treadmill classes. Okay. So it's kind of like interval training on the treadmill where you're coaching somebody to run at a certain pace or a certain incline for so long and bringing them back down for a heart rate of wow. a certain amount of time and that was an interesting class yeah. so that's a lot of like variety like do yeah. you, every like six months you just kind of say what do I want to teach over the next six months or do people request certain things from you um whenever I was in college is more of like a, a request okay. I guess um that's how I got into the treadmill class gotcha but lately I'm trying to be more intentional with what I want to do mm, I really want to get back into that strength training mm. kind of body pump type class I yeah. really miss that I miss the more intense classes yeah um because yeah. bars less impact i have to be more mm. mellow whenever i teach those <laughs> and i feel like there's an inner like a trainer trying to come out and me and some awesome. of them yeah. um so yeah eventually i'll get back into those strength-based classes Okay, so because you have a fitness like Instagram account, yeah, I know from that that you do some kind of crazy workouts where you all go out on like uh, not surfboards, what are they called? Like, oh, paddleboards. Yeah, yeah, tell me about this because this looks incredible. I don't think I could yeah, ever do I it. Yeah, I forgot it about incredible. those. Um, those also are a pretty fun class to teach. <laughs> so I had a manager whenever I was in college uh, who now works at that stand-up paddleboard uh, area. Yeah. And she approached me and said, you know, we're looking for a bar studio to partner with. Would you be interested? Wow. And I said, yeah, that'd be so fun. So I basically just adapted our bar class to be on a stand-up paddleboard. Right. Uh, the one thing that people don't realize is that the paddleboard is anchored whenever okay. they're on the class. So it's a lot more stable than okay. um, just kind of paddling out in the in a body of <laughs> yeah, water. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you graduate. You have this passion. You're working a full-time job. Like, did you how do you build these connections do you just walk into la fitness and say i could do this or like how, how do you even like get like into the gym or get into the rotation yeah that's a good question so a lot of times i would scope out where i want to teach first so that's 
kind of how I got into bar after yeah. college. I had introduced bar to Towson University. I was the first instructor to teach really? it. Really? That's and cool. And then afterwards, I wanted to still pursue it a little bit. So I was kind of going around and taking different bar classes in the studios in the area. Yeah. Um, and actually the daily method where I teach right now wasn't open yet. Mm. I'd found this like random listing on <laughs> Craigslist for bar instructors. And normally <laughs> I would be like, okay, no, they're not doing that. But everything in me was like, oh yeah, let's just go for this That's and see awesome. what it is. Um, so I ended up syncing up with her and I've been at the studio since they've opened. Wow. But I mean, other places I definitely go out and scope and, and introduce myself, say, Hey, I'm an instructor. Are you looking for people? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to line up a new opportunity that way, but yeah. we'll see. It's not 100% yet, so okay. I don't want to announce so can't, anything. We can't announce it yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll by see. the time uh, this podcast comes out, we can have like an extra announcement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so who tends to attend these classes, and what are the most common goals that you see in the people who come? So it's interesting. Depending on where I was teaching, I saw a different clientele and different yeah. goals. I think at the bar studio, it's been the most diversified, though. So you have – it's a lot of times it's mainly women. Right. Um, but I think that's because of just the basic marketing tactic that a lot mm. of bar studios use is they tend to market towards women anyway. Right. Yeah. But women come in, I mean, for your t- two typical, like to lose weight, mm-hmm. to build muscle. But right. then there's also other areas that I've noticed where, you know, people are looking for like functional fitness. Mm. So we have some older clientele who are just like, you know what, I want to be able to carry my groceries better or I want to be able to go up to the stairs easier or faster. Um, We also have people who are kind of like in a rehabilitation type of Mm. stage. So whether that's from injury Mm -hmm. or surgery and then a lot of pre and postpartum. um, So before and after having a child, they're coming in and trying to um, rectify some things that Mm. are happening either with diastasis recti, which is where your abdominal muscles separate or, or different things from that. Wow. And then you also have people who are just kind of trying to like get away from their day more of like a mindful meditation type of of thing yeah that's huge you know i mean as a as a trainer i think one of the hardest things for me because it wasn't my wasn't my forte Mm -hmm. was getting myself in the mindset of like the the different mindsets of why people were working out or like or how to craft it was some of it was fun to try to craft like a workout regimen around Mm -hmm. like you know for me like something that was very different for me like a 50 year old woman who has very different goals than what right. i had when i started working out right you know and so but but in other ways it was a little bit like uh sometimes draining to try to like like think so much outside of my box all the time like mm-hmm. when i got like a young guy who wanted to just kind of get bigger and stronger it was like <laughs> such a relief i'm like i can i can relate i <laughs> exactly. know what that's like all right yeah. so yeah i think that's a common struggle for a mm. lot of instructors and trainers when they initially get in like yeah they think like oh yeah I know a lot about working out fitness right. and they're like oh my gosh here's this 70 year old woman who right. just had knee surgery and I have to figure <sighs> so out different what how to help her absolutely you know? absolutely that's cool that you've been able to do that and that you have such a wide array of like people who are coming for things yeah that's definitely such a great deal um so yeah so in your opinion what things lead to someone being successful and reaching their goals and what things lead to someone giving up earlier than they probably wanted to yeah um I think it's kind of twofold. So I think accountability is a mm. big one where people try to go on this journey alone and not really share with people mm. what they're trying to accomplish. Um, it's helpful to have a friend, a family member, a coworker, or even like now there's virtual trainers per se yeah, right. to help keep you accountable for what you want to accomplish. Yeah. And then I think another large part is just motivation Mm. some people have just temporary motivation that 
they're like, okay, yeah, it's New Year's resolutions, right. perfect example. Right. You yep. know, like they're all they have as motivation is that it's just a resolution that they've set. But right. in reality, is you've got to dig a little deeper. So yeah. we like to, in the instructor world, find things intrinsic and extrinsic mm. motivation. So um, intrinsically, like. Is there something going on that you yeah. want to fix or is there ext- extrinsic motivation like, hey, my pants don't fit anymore right. and I want to lose weight right. or I want to be able to go up these stairs easier. So you just got to be dig a little bit deeper to find that yeah. motivation because you can find as much accountability as you want. But if you don't have the motivation, no one's going to be able to help you or help you keep accountable. I mean, I think that's huge. And, you know, one of the things that I feel like I ran into a lot was a lot of times people come in with unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Like they they want to do something. They want to start big and they start so big that they burn themselves out because yeah. being going to the gym starts to feel like an overwhelming process because you right. plan this hour and a half regiment that's going to beat you up. And then right. you don't want to do that three times a week, right. which is natural that you don't want to do that three times a week. Yeah. And I remember even hearing like, um, you know just typical goals like somebody's like well i'm gonna save money by driving to that gym 20 minutes away because it's like 10 bucks a month Mm -hmm. but like if there's a gym across the street like and it's a little bit more i think you just have to know yourself know what your limits are know like you know you want yourself to leave yourself wanting more i I just think people set these goals really ambitiously and they kind of beat themselves up or they set something so far out of reach that they're not going to be able to kind of maintain it yeah totally or they just try to put themselves on a regimen that doesn't work for them you know like that's a great point it takes a really special person in my opinion to go to a big box gym and walk in there and do a workout that actually pushes them and it changes what they want to change and walk out and continuously do it that's that's a really good point yeah that's a really good point it's funny like um in college sorry in high school i had this like band of guys that we just worked out together and mm-hmm. I had the, like we were always at the gym together and that was something that I had all through high school and then I got to college and I never I had like temporary workout buddies for like a season mm-hmm. but the the motivation of that like was just different than mine like yeah. and like and I think that like I was just gonna go whether they came or not like I had to have that mindset but I felt like other people's goals were so like you know it was, it was hard for them to kind of connect to just this well I'm just gonna show up and work out and right. like and I, and I never found a consistent workout buddy like till now i mean like high school is the only time that i really had that and probably because oh, wow. we all had similar schedules and like similar goals at the time right you know but right. that's very rarely do you just even have somebody that you can just go to the gym with like a buddy consistently yeah definitely yeah so i think one of the coolest things about what you do is it seems to create a sense of community and you really talked about that a little bit but tell me about the role that community plays in the success of your classes Sure. And I think that's one thing that sets group fitness apart from mm. a lot of things is that it is the community that draws people in and keeps them there. Yeah. Because, you know, one, people like to be part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. Um, I've noticed in my classes and I teach the 6 a.m. classes, so it takes a really special <laughs> type of person to show up to a 6 a.m. class oh consecutively. And I just notice when somebody walks in the door and somebody else walks in the door, like, hey, you know, how are you? I think mm. it's part of that accountability thing, Absolutely. too. Like, hey, I know that my friend's going to be there at 6 a.m., so yeah. I'm going to be there, too. Wow. Um, so community plays a huge part. And just, mm. like, also, too, like, there's little things that go on in studios, like challenges. Yeah. And, um, if you take a certain amount of classes in 30 days, you win X prize. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it helps create that sense of community, too, like with competition yeah. and um, knowing that people are going to be there. So mm. community is a huge thing. And I think it's going to be a growing part of fitness, too. Yeah. I think it's a very underdeveloped area right now. I agree. You know, like there's probably an untapped market for like fitness, social media, mm. somehow like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
That maybe you'll be the one to crack that market. Maybe <laughs> just discovered an idea here. That's right. Well, we won't release this till you take some, till you patent some things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's absolutely huge because I do think people want to be a part of things that like draw them closer to other. Like, would you say? And again, I I, I mean, what is the? Um, I don't want to say success rate, but when people start your classes, like mm-hmm. say you have. You have big classes. Mm-hmm. I see it online, and I'm always <laughs> like, "How do you get that many people to work out at 6 a.m.?" It blows my mind. Yeah. So, how, like, what's the average class size? Um, about 15, 12, that, 15. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That that's that kind of commitment. So, of those 15, 12, say you have 15, like, how many of them from the time that you start it, we'll, we'll see it through to the end. For me personally, I have about an 85% retention That's rate. That's incredible. Yeah. I um, mean, like I said, I've never had a workout buddy yeah. make it more than three months, ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it is also so dependent on the the instructor, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like they... <laughs> you just, you just, no, 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 you're great. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so never work out with Ryan Casey. <laughs> no, that's great. No, please continue your thought. It's a great thought. Like in a group setting, you yes, know. Yes. Um, I mean, even just me personally, if anybody thinks about whenever they go to take a workout class, what makes it stand out mm. is the instructor yeah. and did they approach you? And right. And I think it's also just the format of the type of class that I teach too. Yeah. You know, you get so much individualized attention that mm. it's hard not to say walk away and be like, oh no, I'm never going back right, there again. It's right. like, wow, they remembered my name and they actually cared about me and came wow. over and made sure I was in proper form. You know, it's yeah. like all those little personalizations yeah. help add to that retention basically which is, is is incredible it's a taste of like what we try to do at church it's like it's yeah. like why community matters exactly and having people who like count on you and like you do it together and you're in this together and it's it's just motivating yeah everyone like you said i think you said it everybody wants to be a part of something like exactly that. so, that's awesome 85 percent. i'm blown away yeah. by that <laughs> i mean that that's absolutely incredible thanks so yeah and you did mention that most of your classes are women um do you think that stereotypically there's a difference in what men and women need to be successful in working out? I definitely think so. Um, I think that's just natural tendencies of human beings. Yeah. Um, I think men like to feel like they don't need somebody to help them mm. and they could do it themselves. Right. Um, you see it a lot of times at big box gyms. I mean, where males are probably make up more of the, the population there than mm. like the group fitness classes. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had a couple people or a couple men come into my classes before, and I again, I think it takes a very humble man to yeah. come into a group fitness class mm. because he needs to know that he needs to get over the whole like ego and yeah. say, you know what, I need something different. I know this is going to give it to me. Yeah, um, where yeah. like it's more so probably my my kickboxing classes that I had more men and right. even like the strength based classes, you know men would come to them and they'd put on all this weight on their barbell and uh-huh. I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> do what you want to do, but right. this is like an endurance based class. Right, so it's right. different than what you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the end of it, like they would come up to me and ask me questions like, Hey, how can I incorporate this into my workout? That was yeah. really hard. Like right. normally I can do this. No problem. Right. Um, so I think they just need to get over that ego yeah. aspect of it a lot of the times. When I was uh, working at Strong and Focus Fitness was the gym that I worked at up in Sparks back in the day. It doesn't exist anymore. But one of our one of our 
like coworkers went through body pump training and mm-hmm. became a body tr- pump instructor. And so our boss wanted us all to take a body pump class with her, so uh-huh. like so that we could all know what we were like pitching to people. Right, right. And I, I was definitely, <laughs> she didn't really warn us about like how like intense the endurance was. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, I'll just do half of what I normally do. And, yeah. the, and I was like dying. <laughs> I mean, like I was like throwing weights off my barbells <laughs> in between reps. I'm like pulling them off. I'm like yeah. just the bar. Oh my gosh! I'm like yeah. I was burning everywhere. It was definitely different than anything i normally do in my workout routine yeah. for sure yeah. yeah those classes are no joke <laughs> no, honestly people walk into them and are like oh only 10 pounds on the bar and you're <laughs> yeah, like right. yeah maybe you should do five <laughs> right yeah <laughs> no you are not kidding i yeah. got i mean it was a very different experience than like and but it is funny because i do think guys need community just as much but like mm-hmm. it, it, i don't know what it is about like the like the group fitness that doesn't seem to i think you're right i think you hit the nail on the head where it's like maybe they just don't like to be like coached or yeah. they don't, they want to feel like they know what they're doing. It's a, it's an ego thing that can yeah. be a part of that. Um, and you know, I know for me, it's like, I, I, I'm very like comfortable in my workout routine. I like to like, not have to have a certain time to show mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I like to kind of fit it with whatever works in my day that day. Like today I went over lunch. Normally I go at four, but I like to have that kind of flexibility. Right. So it's, it's a little bit difficult to kind of commit to like, cause I have so many other commitments that like are time commitments in my day. Right. But, That's interesting. I think a lot of times too, a lot of group fitness classes are, are beat based. Mm. So you kind guys of get have no that. Rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> I know I don't. No, some guys have rhythm. That's I true. just think it's like, they see it as like, Oh, that's a dance class. Uh, I'm not going to go do it's that. A, yeah. You huh. know? Um, yeah. And a lot of classes aren't necessarily dancey. Right. Feeling. Right. Um, so that's awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's good to know. I do think, you know, and again, I, I know like just from working with guys, a lot of times guys worry about like, putting on bulk or they want different types of workouts Mm -hmm. you know there's different goals in that um but i mean universally most people want to lose weight and do things like that so but it is interesting that there are differences sometimes in what is appeals to men and women even if the goals are somewhat similar right so that's i mean you're gonna have to teach me more about that as we go i'm sure you'll (laughs) keep learning more about that so i'm also fascinated by the use of social media you know i and i you do this really well that's how i know that you (laughs) do all these things tell me how you use social media in promoting your classes yeah, so I try to, even if it's just like a quick snippet or a video, um, post about, you know, what I taught that day yeah. or show the amount of people that are there because right. it does create a kind of a sense of FOMO. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's a marketing tactic. Yeah. Uh, people look at it and they're like, wow, all those people are there. Like, maybe I should join. Yeah. Um, and then it also kind of stirs up your participants a little bit mm. because if I tag them in it, it helps them to feel it like, oh my gosh, yeah. she's recognizing oh, me again. Cool. So it's like those personalized touches yeah. again. Um, and they'll reshare something, which then exposes me again. Yeah. And hopefully somebody else will come to my class. I've gotten a couple like friends of friends to come to the class mm. because they've posted about it. That's cool. And then it also just creates a sense of community again, you know? So yeah. I try to label my 6 amers as like, you know, it's like these are my 6 amers right. and and this is a community of 6 amers who get up and we work together mm. and then we all go off to our jobs and come right. back and do it again 2 days later. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think uh, that people find social media helpful in their own journey to achieve fitness goals? I can see it working either way. Yeah, I'm um, interested in your perspective because I have thoughts. <laughs> so I think the the positives of it would be more along the lines of accountability a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but I also can see that comparison and just mm. watching other people would be hard. Yeah. 
Um, on the flip side of that, I do know that social media is kind of becoming like a platform for people to go and, and learn workouts. Yeah. Um, huh. You know, you have a lot of like these fitness influencers now are posting workouts for people mm. to follow, which then turns into like their own huge brand and right. people subscribe to like their workouts. Um, so I think that could be a positive aspect of it. Yeah. I've always wondered that, like, you know, you know, when someone's like really committing to a goal and they're posting about their workouts a lot at the gym, like I, I wonder, and again, I don't know, is it too extrinsically motivated and not enough intrinsically like that I need kind of like it, but is it, maybe that's helpful if I'm not intrinsically motivated, maybe the extrinsic really helps me that I'm posting this, people are liking it or affirming me for it. Maybe that does motivate me to keep going. So I kind of go back and forth on like, is that, is that good for them? Is that not, and it's probably, I guess, more based on what the person needs. Yeah. I actually read a stat today oh, yes. um, <laughs> that said you are less likely to accomplish your goal if you go out and kind of spread the word to a mm. whole bunch of people because you get this false sense of hope that you've kind of already completed it. Oh. Like you've already told people that, hey, I'm working out. So you, in your mind, you're like, oh, yeah, like I've ar- I'm working yeah. out. I've already kind of completed right. it. Whereas if you keep it, not that you don't want to tell everybody right. or it's a bad thing thing to tell everybody but you do need to have those one or two people in your life who are going to actually keep you accountable you know it's like two different things to like profess your goal and actually have somebody keep you accountable Hmm. that's really that's a really good point yeah and i do think that sometimes the the post creates a false sense of people holding me to my goal which it actually isn't like two people who will miss you at 6 a.m is much more important than like somebody who just won't notice that you didn't post for five six days exactly yeah Yeah. that's a great that's a great thought so um so if someone's at home listening to this and is thinking, like, I really want to get into better shape and take my health more seriously, but I have no idea where to start, which I think is probably a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, what kind of tips would you give them about getting started? Sure. So I think that whole accountability motivation thing is going to be your first two steps mm. on the exercise side. And yeah. then, of course, there's a whole other side to it where you got your diet and nutrition. Right. Um, yeah. Where I like to say your abs are like 30% gym and 70% kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) We might have to have you back to talk about nutrition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's not my um, expertise, but I'm I'm happy to give some tips. I was trying to pitch Rachel Druckenmiller on coming on to talk about nutrition too. So maybe we can get a a, a little collab effort. (laughs) Yes. Um, So on the exercise side, I'd say you need to find what motivates you. Mm. Um, You need to dig deep and say, is it, I have something coming up, like either you're getting married, you're going Mm. on vacation. Is it that you have a surgery that you want to actually prepare for, Mm. prepare your body for? Yeah. Is it that you have an an injury that you're trying to fix for certain things? Whatever that is, find your motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you can also try to find something also extrinsically. So it was an interesting conversation I had with somebody a few months ago that I don't wear a Fitbit and... I don't wear an Apple Watch mm. and you know those wearable fitness technologies are a really big thing these days. Yeah. And I never understood the concept of them. Mm. Um because I feel like the what I thought is that most people who wear them don't do anything about it. You know, like mm. it's kind of just they look at it and then eventually it just becomes white noise in right, the background right. if they keep looking at it. But you have that special type of person who is extrinsically motivated where they need a wearable fitness yeah. technology to be like, oh, wow, I have mm. X amount of steps more today than right. I did yesterday. Right. Um, so if you know that you're that person, then maybe that's something that you need to go out yeah. and invest in to Absolutely. keep you motivated. 
Um, yeah. And then you've got that whole accountability factor, whether you find a friend mm. or yep. a coworker or family mm-hmm. or even, you know, that's where group fitness can come in where yeah. like your instructor keeps you accountable and the right. people who are at the classes keep you accountable yeah. or some kind of virtual trainer. So finding those two things. And then once yeah. you have that, you've got your foundation yeah. and then you can go out and kind of start playing around with different types of group fitness mm. classes if that's what you want or going to a big box gym or yeah. even it's just outside walking like whatever yeah. that is play around with it see what works for you yeah and and stick to something that's that's so huge you know and i think like uh having a base that like makes you feel comfortable to kind of take some risks in yeah and i think you know going back to what we kind of talked about earlier too like achievable steps are mm-hmm. just such a big deal like yeah get some wins you yeah. know what i mean like like um like set the goal that like you're at the gym even like three times a week for 30 minutes or right. something like that so that and like that's that's replicatable where it's yeah. like you know if you set the goal for like an hour and a half and like you're dead after one day you're not going to want to go back yeah definitely. you know like um but like being a part of a class that meets a couple times a week is like an achievable goal right going on a walk regularly you know and right. like in making that a certain part whether it's getting a certain amount of steps in a day yeah these are like achievable goals that you can then kind of build on and once you feel like you're actually see yourself getting some results from this little basic step, then you feel more confident to take another step. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely a good point because I think that is a, a big barrier to entry to a lot of people into group fitness studios yeah. is that they don't feel like they're fit enough to yeah. start getting into them. Yeah. Um, so whatever makes you feel comfortable to take the next step, that's great. Yeah. Even if it's just something as simple as taking that break during your office hours if you're a desk person right. all day and just right. walking even if it's just lapping around your office yeah um or just going outside or something it's so silly but i do little things like um i go for a walk whenever I'm, i have to make a lot of phone calls every day it's you know and sometimes i'm making them in the car driving just to kill two birds with but if i'm home and someone calls i know it's gonna be a conversation yeah i turn that into a walk like yeah I, I, whether it's pacing the house or whether it's like walking down the street but i just feel like for me it's like i could this is an easy chance to not just be sitting on the couch for the right. next 20 minutes right um so it's like little things about my lifestyle that i try to adjust just to make myself like more active uh, like every time that you know on routine parts yeah that's fantastic i always joke with um my clients whenever we're doing like calf raises in class i'm like you could be doing this while you're brushing your teeth it's super easy (laughs) you're like and just the association with it you find yourself doing it without even thinking (laughs) about it yeah (laughs) exactly that's that's absolutely great you know and again i would say like adding like have a really long look in the mirror like what Mm -hmm. what really are you willing to do because 6 a.m sounds awesome and some people are willing to do that and they make that sacrifice but if you are going to be honest with yourself and know that i'm going to snooze after the first week and i'm just not going to do 6 a.m then don't set out to do 6 a.m like find one that's like right after work or like when you're going to have more energy or whatever it is that works for you and you're like you know are you willing to drive 15 minutes to a gym if not find one right by your house or right by where you work and like just tie it together you know, I think just those really realistic conversations with yourself to say, like, I can make this little adjustment and I can add this little bit and I can do this with this one other person. I know I'm more motivated if I have a friend to do it with. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I would sit down and just write down what do I really need to be successful? I need it to be convenient. Right. I need it to be cheap. Yeah. I need to have a friend. Like, yeah. you know, even that starts to just tailor what you're looking for in such a big way. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, th- uh, yeah, Meredith, I'm so grateful that you uh, have you here today. If someone wanted to join one of your fitness classes, how can they do that? Yeah. Um. So our my bar studio where I teach right now is actually super easy to join. We have a bunch of like new client specials is what they call them. Awesome. Um, where you can come in. It's it's pretty cheap. Um, just come try it out, even if it's just one class. 
Another option is and where's this, the gym or how do you? It's online. What's it called? Yeah, it's called the Daily Method in Towson. Yeah. Awesome. It's like across the street from Gino's Burgers. If anyone knows where that is, which is <laughs> so could be kind of torturous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we look out the window at Gino's while we're working out. <laughs> okay, that's great. The Daily Method right there. Yeah. It's right by Spice and Dice, right? Yeah, right yeah. next door. Yep. Oh man, that's hard too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the smell. Sometimes when you're walking in and out, you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so they could check out the Daily Method, and you started to say something else like yeah that, so um another option is class pass which i'm not sure if people are familiar with it's basically like a hot wire for mm. group exercise classes wow. so group fitness studios can subscribe to class pass and yeah. kind of sell per se their empty spaces in their classes for a discounted rate wow and then whoever is a subscriber to class pass has basically a subscription to any of those studios that's awesome um yeah so that's a good option too a lot of my classes are on class pass too nice well that's yeah. great and you can follow your you have an instagram fitness account right i what is, do what, yeah. i do that's meredith underscore fit pro awesome yeah awesome meredith thank you so much for taking this time to be with us and to teach us about fitness and we would love to have you back sometime and yeah, talk more about it this was fun this was great thanks for having me <laughs> sure well thank you for joining us today if you would like more information about horizon church you can check out our website at horizontowson.com we are a community where you will be loved and have an opportunity to be loved Thanks for joining us on the horizon.